0: are well into a new year but are those old habits that no longer serve you beginning to creep in and sabotage all the greatness that you're working and believing god for last week i shared five business commandments to help frame our mindsets so that we are in a position to slay all 2020 well in this week's episode because y'all are the real mvps i'm sharing five more business commandments for us believers in business to apply coming up next What up guys, I'm your host Raquette, the creative in chief of My Business His Glory and welcome to another solo episode of the My Business His Glory show. So last week I shared five business commandments slash resolutions to help us bring into 2020 with the correct mindset. They were as follows. Thou shall develop or pursue contentment, discipline, patience, resilience, and confidence. So if you haven't listened to that episode, baby girl, what are you doing? I mean, I joke, I joke, but go ahead and pause this episode right now and listen to that one first, because in this week's episode, I'm giving y'all five more business resolutions for you to consider to help this new year position you to have the mindset and the heart that's ready to receive and to actually thrive in all that God has for you in 2020. All right, let's get started. All right, so story time. So y'all know I run a cute little online store called My Business His Glory, where I create apparel declarations for the believer that's somewhere between a book of Malachi and Magna Thee Stallion. But recently I was packing up orders, you know, stuffing my little poly mailers, manually writing labels, checking that everything was correct. But then I dragged my feet to walk over to the post office which was about five minutes away. But on the other hand, how are your girls over here praying to have hundreds of orders a day to drop off to the post office. But I was struggling to even discipline myself or even have the joy and the work ethic to walk a few blocks. Like, girl, how are you asking for more but dragging your feet with the little? bit? Or like, how does that even make sense? So yeah, the first commandment that we're gonna be talking about this week, commandment number six is thou shall pursue excellence. And let's be clear, excellence is not to be confused with perfection. Because like I said last week, first of all, perfection doesn't even exist. And two, if you're out here in these streets burning yourself out to avoid criticism or embarrassment, bruh, sis, that is not excellence. That is working and operating with like a spirit of fear and pride. Excellence is about having the desire to make sure that our, our daily habits, our interactions with our customers and clients Is worthy of representing God. We work in excellence in response to God's goodness, not as some like manipulation tool to get him to love us more because newsflash, he already loves us deeply and fully. We can't gain more love from him. Amen. So yeah, we have these vision boards, which is important to have. You need to see something in order to keep working towards it. For some people, we're believing God for this. We're believing God for that but our work ethic looks more like entitlement, luck, and laziness. Are we releasing products that we wouldn't even buy? Is our customer service trash? Do we present our business in a way that even looks trustworthy? I mean, these are like honest questions I really want you to ask yourself. So yes, pray and ask God for more. But if we're praying for increase in our income and our influence, and our impact, but currently lack like the integrity, the humility and the and the work ethic, are we truly worthy of more? I mean, that's a hard pill to swallow because remember Proverbs 10, 22 says, the blessing of the Lord makes rich and he adds no sorrow. So let's not desire more if it will actually be to our detriment because as believers in business, we are ambassadors for Christ. So it's imperative that with the best of our ability, that we represent him with a level of polish, integrity, and refinement. Let's not simply ask for more just to have more, but let's actually be stewards of everything that he's given us. And this is not something that's easy to do, but it actually is obviously is possible for us. And sometimes we just need to say this simple prayer, Lord, help us to master at the level that we're currently at before we're asking for more. All right, so moving on right along to commandment number seven is thou shall be in community. Now, as a Christian introvert, be sure to grab the Christian introvert hoodie from my shop. I love solitude. I really am my own best friend. I love spending time with myself. It is not unlikely that you'll see me with a table for one, walking down a waterfront, going to the movies by myself. I love my own company. Although I love being by myself, isolation can be detrimental especially for us believers in business one of the more common complaints for us entrepreneurs and side hustlers is that the loneliness thing can really weigh on our mental health and our encouragement and intentional isolation in large doses is super dangerous especially for us entrepreneurs this journey as rewarding and dope it is can only be truly understood by another bomb believer in business and we, we really just need that camaraderie, that sisterhood, that brotherhood, because we share those same experiences as believers in business. Your mom, your auntie, your cousin, your best friend, they love you and they want to support you, but there's nothing like the commonality of having conversations with another believer in business. They truly understand and get where you're coming from. And besides building and being an active community member is important because guess what? God designed us to be all up in relationships. We are called the body of Christ. Together, each member serves a unique purpose that is needed for the healthy function of the body. The arm needs a hand, the hand needs fingers, and even fingers need nails. Every part works in operation. Every part works in conjunction with the other. Besides, a dope community, your tribe, your sisterhood, your brotherhood, the They want to help put your names in rooms your feet have not even entered and positioning you to get the bag is cool. But baby girl, being in community, having a tribe with you, they are your fellow prayer partners and your warriors. They're ready to go to war in a spiritual realm with and for you. Listen, a good friend will help you see things in you that you don't see. They'll challenge you to confront areas that need refining and areas that need to die if we allow it. And, and kick that ego to the side they are really a helpful tool that god uses to help us see our personal and business blind spots and like first thessalonians 5 says therefore encourage one another and build up one another and just like a dope crew would do just that they're there to encourage cheer and build you up all right so how do we develop our community i say first make sure you pray for pure motives and ask god for the discernment and for a crew of peers with shared values, where you both sharpen one another and understand that just like any relationship, it requires service, it requires commitment, and it requires effective communication. You see, community is actually deeper than having someone to run business ideas with. I'm talking about a relationship that's mutually beneficial. You know, two servants who are actually willing to exchange valuable information. You may have just what someone else is actually praying for. So yeah, check those motives because what we don't want to do is be in community with someone where we have some secret and some self-ambition play or ploy to gain access to their connects and their resources. I mean, that's whack.com. So again, pray for the pure motives and make sure that you're actually the friend that your friend is actually needing and wanting to be according to their definition of friend. And don't make it an excuse because we're older now and a lot of us feel like it was easier to find friends while we were in primary school, or middle school, or high school. But that doesn't, that, that shouldn't stop us from being at least open to friendship and to community. It certainly is possible. And yeah, just be open to being honest, to being available. Hello, because everybody is hashtag blessed, busy, and all kind of stuff but are you available right now for a friend and if you're available are you consistent because we all have so many things going on and it's important that as a good friend as a fellow tribe member being a part of a community that we're consistent yeah and have the courage to be vulnerable and have depth to these relationships that we're looking to build so yeah Thou shalt be in community. So for commandment number eight, we are discussing our need for focus and specifically on God and on one thing at a time. Listen, if you're like me as a creative, I will start on one task. And before you know it, three hours later. I do not have started 17,953 tasks and have not one thing completed or have at least not even made meaningful progress towards the one thing. How does a lack of focus show up negatively in our businesses? Well, try running a race or driving a car while also looking to the left and your right. You will slow yourself down. And you may even stumble up and end all up in someone else's lane, causing all kind of chaos and even probably a collision. Why? Because you allowed your lack of focus to distract you from a traffic-free lane and path God appointed for you. God has a lane made specifically for you, but you're too busy looking to the left, and the right, and you're not even walking in a lane that has been paved for you. You see, when we're not focused on our business, when we're not focused on our own assignments, when we're not focused on our own blessings, we can then stumble into discontentment, to unrest, to unhealthy grind mode, and even into jealousy. Now you're all tempted to be anxious. Now you're all up in God's face talking about and trying to indirectly pressure him to be a genie in a bottle to grant you every wish because you allowed yourself to be distracted. And so many of us struggle with focus. And I put myself in that equation. You might be like, raquette how do we develop our focus though? Now focus is tricky because one size does not fit all. I do believe at the base of our focus is trust and trusting in God's timing and perfect gift that is waiting specifically for us. Like there's a blessing with my name on it, that's not yours. And as a result of having this perspective and mindset, we will have the level of faith and assurance and hope, which will then allow us to be committed, to be focused, to seeing something actually come to pass, to actually being committed to seeing that thing to the end. And I love how Proverbs 4, verse 25 through 26 puts it. It says, let your eyes look directly ahead and let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you. Watch the path of your feet and all your ways will be established. Do not turn to the right nor to the left. So I say, ask God what does he have for you to do in this season and then obey. Ask God to help you to be committed and only take on what you can actually handle and then execute. Ask God for your strategy, ask God for your roadmap, for the systems, for the team, so that you didn't have the tangible tasks that actually have measurable and favorable outcomes. Because a lot of us are walking around overwhelmed and drained because we're taking on all the things. If you're a solopreneur like me, or perhaps you may struggle to even delegate or have yet to hire out, yes, you may have to wear all the hats, but you don't have to wear all the hats at the same time though. So let's be stewards of the time that has been gifted to us. Let's execute tasks that are directly aligned with the meaningful and measurable progress that we desire. Like I always say, there's just too much work for us to do with God, for God, for the kingdom to be distracted. So let's not bring busy work any further into 2020. Let's stay the course. Let's not exchange our focus and find ourselves with good and not God's greatness. So let's keep this energy of, I will not settle for less than God's best. And that's on period. Ladies, how y'all feeling? Fellas, y'all all right? Are y'all still here with me? So far for this episode, we are in pursuit of three more business commandments. They were, thou shalt be excellent, thou shalt be in community, and thou shalt be focused. So for commandment number nine is, thou shalt develop and pursue Holy Spirit-led self-awareness. And before y'all side on me, because self-awareness sounds new agey, what do I need self-awareness for? All I need to be aware of is that God loves me and his love is perfect for me. And that's that on that. I am going to hold you. But honestly and truly self-awareness is going to be maybe single handedly, the most important business commandments that I need you guys to humbly pursue, humbly go before God and say, Holy Spirit, what areas do I need to work on in this season? What barrier am I putting in my own way that is hindering me from the work that you're trying to do in my life? What sin do I need to repent from? What area of my mindset needs refining and what needs buffering away? Listen, God is able to point out accurately and exactly the area you need to work on. And besides all self-awareness is for the people that's feeling a little bit uncomfortable, your homies Webster and them, they define it as a conscious, knowledge of one's character, feelings, motives, and desires. You're aware of your strengths. You're aware of your weaknesses. You're aware of your triggers. You're aware of why you react the way that you do. And to be honest, and the gag is, it's liberating to truly know yourself, flaws and all, and still love yourself. Because guess what? You're still wonderfully and fearfully made in the image of God, hello? To be able to be aware of ourselves, and still find the freedom to accept it and not be in a place of condemnation. Yeah, having a freedom of knowing the work that lies ahead of you, but still having the courage to take on the journey and do what's necessary. Because like I said, no, when we, when we are aware of ourselves, we can find the freedom to accept ourselves and not be in a place of condemnation, but a freedom of knowing the work and the journey ahead. That we may need to embark on because it takes courage to confront yourself it's so easy to point out the areas in other people's lives that need help but child working on your own sanctification working on your own salvation with fear and trembling listen talk about work so um how do we develop this holy spirit self-awareness well again understanding the importance of why we even want to develop this self-awareness understanding what happens when we lack self-awareness. In lack, we may find ourselves blaming other people for the work we have yet to do. In lack, we may find ourselves projecting our own limited beliefs and insecurities. In lack, we may force ourselves to take on projects that we have no business, we weren't even called to do because you saw so-and-so doing it, now you're thinking you can do it. Same. Self-awareness will have you saying things like, My current level of discipline and work ethic will not allow me to wake up at 5 a.m. It's being straight up real with yourself. No ego, just truth. And on the flip side, when we're operating in self-awareness, we also acknowledge the things that we're dope at. Like what makes us be all up in our bags when we're aware of what walking in God's anointing and his power looks like. Because listen, when his face is shining up on you, baby, you get to double down and focus on what is working and what is working for you. You can become a lot more, what? Focus on what is for you when you're walking in the God-paved lane for you. You see, self-awareness is just like the other business commandments. It is truly a pursuit, but you gotta be intentional about it. Ask those closest to you and reassure them that you won't get mad and make sure you don't get mad when they give you that honest critique. Provide a safe place for them to actually give you the honest feedback. And also sit before Holy Spirit and ask him to reveal you to you. And we all know that sitting before God is actually the safest place for us to be. His conviction is laced and it overflows with love. There's no condemnation. And we all know that the father loves and wants to conform us into the image of his son. And just like James chapter 1 verse 4 said, his desire is for us to be complete and lacking in nothing. And our last commandment, number 10, is thou shall rest. And this one here is actually surprisingly hard for most of us. And by most of us, I mean, she, me, her. I know you got 14,984,098 things to do in your small business. And especially as a solopreneur. And as a result, you could not even imagine what business will look like if you decided to, to take a day off or to get some rest or for you not to be present. And if you're like me, not only are you running a business, you are literally the model. You are literally the creative director. You're the bookkeeper. You're the customer service agent. You're the social media manager. You are out here wearing all of the hats though. And you might be like, Raquette, yo, I'll sleep when I'm dead. What does rest, what do I need rest for? How does a lack of adequate intentional rest even affect me in my business? And why do I need to pursue it? Well, Mal listen, I get it. Malnutrition shows up a lot more noticeably in our life than when we have a poor sleeping diet. There's a noticeable difference in how we look and feel when we don't eat well. We can see what happens when we overeat or when we undereat. When we don't move our bodies and have adequate, consistent exercise, we can feel the difference. But not resting, it doesn't seem as obviously detrimental but it is it is just as an important component of our wellness journey like eating well and exercising well and our mental diet the thing is lack of rest the byproduct of that is that for some of us we become short-tempered we become impatient we become irritable which are all relationship killing behaviors and remember one of our business commandments is thou shalt be in community. We should not be giving our last drop to our businesses and then have nothing left for God, ourselves and those that are important to us. Even if you truly love what you do. So yeah, that's how a lack of rest affects our personal lives. But even in our businesses, lack of rest, we're not as sharp as we should be. We're not as focused as we should be, which is one of our commandments. And as a result, we end up lacking the clarity that we need to execute with precision and what else? Excellence. These are all byproducts of what happens when we don't have adequate rest. Ariana Huffington, you know, the founder of the Huffington post. Yeah, her. She recently has become publicly a champion and advocate for quality rest. And she refers to rest as a performance enhancer. She also says, and I quote, I can tell you with authority, that when I'm exhausted, when I'm running on empty, I'm the worst version of myself. I'm more reactive, I'm less empathetic, I'm less creative, and all of us can testify to that. And listen, what I'm about to say next is imagine me, I'm holding your hand, we're having a nice cup of coffee, I'm giving you a nice brotherly or sisterly hug, our inability to rest actually reveals something much deeper. And this may sting, but I love y'all with the love of the Lord. Amen. Running ourselves in the ground should and must not be a badge of honor or an indication of work ethic. Our lack of rest actually reveals that we have failed to create and enforce healthy boundaries between our life and our work. Our lack of rest reveals that we don't trust God fully as we should. And our lack of rest also reveals that we actually think we are the ones actually running our businesses. Oh, silly us. You see, it's trendy to say God is my CEO, I work for God. We honestly and truly actually work for God. And if the most high God rested, so should we so how do we rest more by understanding first again the importance of rest next i would say is to have the desire to rest and then figure out how to build it into your schedule now ease on down ease on down the road to rest start with a few hours of rest during the week per day until you can actually commit to a full day off and you might be like (gasps) I can't even imagine having a full day off. The way my business is set up, girl, bro, I don't care what business you have, you can take a day off, hashtag Sabbath, but we're not even going to get into that. But this actually requires you counting the costs and building a schedule that now factors in your desire to be consistent and have adequate rest. So calculate your task and figure out what needs to be done so that you can have hours of rest until you're able to build up a full day at rest. And again, no one actually can tell you what adequate sleep looks like for you. I ain't nobody's primary care physician. And listen, I get it. There may be seasons where you might have to pull an all-nighter here and there or have to lose out on quality sleep or choose to lose out on quality sleep here and there, but it cannot be a habit. So yeah, my hope with this last commandment, commandment number 10 thou shalt rest is that you receive this word as truth and move in response to actually relax and to rest more. Wow, look at us all prepping our hearts and minds to kill it in our businesses this year and beyond with these here 10 commandments. So just to recap, our TED business commandments are thou shalt be patient, confident, resilient, disciplined, content, excellent, and community focused, self-aware and rest. I read somewhere recently and Tony Robbins has said, and I quote, success in life is 80% psychology and 20% mechanics. What you do doesn't matter if you aren't in the right mindset. And I agree to a certain degree because as believers, we obviously have the Lord on our side. But our mindset, our emotional being, how we see ourselves, how we know ourselves deeply really helps to shape our success and how we take up space in our success. And I wanted these 10 business commandments to be a pillar, to be like a framework, to really help us, again, to position ourselves, to thrive in the opportunities and blessings that God has in store for us. Because so much is at stake again when we're not actually doing the work. And I really want us to be victors in the areas of turmoil that may have tormented us in the past. So let's be intentional with pursuing these business commandments and make them our normal reaction and way of thinking. So yeah, my hope and my desire that together we can be intentional with pursuing these business commandments, and we can actually do the work to make them our normal reaction in the way of thinking. All right, so we are at the end of episode three. Thank you so much for listening. And if you found any value in this episode, please rate, preferably five stars, I am gonna hold you, and leave a comment. This helps me to show up in search and it helps me to be positioned in front of other believers who might need this encouragement. And as always, be sure to shop your apparel declarations at mybusinesshisglory.com. And as always, have a dope day. Talk soon.